1: the Share Pickers Podcast.
2: And joining me on video and on podcast is Vadim Alexander, head of healthcare, SP Angel. You're on, Vadim. How are you doing, Justin? I'm loving the markets. I'm loving them. There are certain bubbles that are popping up. There's, there's others popping down. But, you know, I've got you know, I've got a sort of system where if a company, you know, I like is not performing chart-wise, I just put it on a watch list, and ideas list, you know. And my ideas list is growing. And I'm liking it a lot because... Uh, you know, fundamentally they're very good, but of course I pay attention to charts as well. Uh, and if they're not sort of, you know, trending up in a way, I'll leave it for a while, I'll just put on some chart alerts on it. But the, the list of ideas is growing, and I've got a bit of cash. So it's almost like it's a waiting game. Waiting game. So I know it'll recover, the, some of these cut stops will recover. Yeah. So it's just a waiting game. So I'm quite excited. And some of the stocks I own are doing very well. And in fact, I want to talk about... um. I think a company is going to be a tech superstar, and I think it'll be one of those companies where the, the, the road on aim is littered with tech startups that fail and yeah. uh, that promise a lot but fail. Uh, this one, I genuinely believe, is going to be the real deal, and I'm very excited about it. And, and uh, the, the solution they're solving is, couldn't be bigger. It's massive. But anyway... Um, Which one well, this? It, it's called Silver Bullet, by the way. By the way, they came up with a trading update. I did an interview. If anyone's watching this on YouTube, check out the YouTube. Or, in fact, uh, the podcast before uh, is Ian, the CEO of Silver Bullet Data Services. Now, not, not a lot of people know this, but we, we're all aware of third-party cookies, aren't we? You know, um, Basically, if you go on the internet... And, you know, you visit a site or you may even not visit a site or whatever or some site that all of a sudden you get an advert following you around the Internet, uh, you know, by the side of the thing. And say, I don't want that. Uh, or Why is this advert following me around everywhere? Everywhere I go. So that's because they drop a cookie into your browser. And previously you didn't even have to say accept that. And so now with privacy laws coming in, which is right, because data is a very important thing. And for a long time, we had lots of companies like Facebook trading your data. You know, the odds, the, the, the saying is when, when, you, when you don't pri, pri, you know, pay a price for a service, uh, basically you are the product because uh, it's your data. Like Facebook was using that for a long time. But now this is coming in. and. Um, Apple Safari and Firefox deprecated third-party cookies. That means got rid of them, abolished them for privacy reasons, you know, back a couple of years. But didn't really make a dent in the market because the elephant in the room, of course, is Google and Google Chrome because they have over 60% of Internet traffic. And when, and when it comes to adverts, serving adverts, they are... The big guys. Now, for years, they've been promising to deprecate these cookies, and they haven't done it. Why? Because they earned so much money from it. The digital advertising market is worth $700 and growing. It'll be over a trillion by 2030, in fact, before 2030. So it's massive. But now, Google have agreed to do it. This, uh, I think, January uh, this year, they've said they're going to deprecate 1%. That's all so far. 1% of third-party cookies. But by the end of the year... They'll be gone. So it's a huge amount. And digital advertisers are worrying because how are they going to get a return on their investment if they don't know who they're targeting? Now, what's Silver silver Bullet coming to this? And they're working with big clients like Heineken, Mars, huge clients, actually. They're working with the top three biggest advertising agencies in the world because they've got two parts of their business. One is a customer experience where they help people... Uh, Structure their data, first-party data. People actually come to your website and they collect data and that structure. it, How to have advertising campaigns? But the second part, very exciting, it's called 4D AI, and it can tell companies exactly. Rather than now they don't know where to place adverts, and they can get analytics from that. They can say they can scan web websites, uh, and and the, the, the AI can pick up and give you a score on a website on how effective your advert will run on that site without using third-party cookies. Now they just come up with a trading update, and they say it's really twenty. 25 million market cap company. Um, but they come up with a trading update, uh, top-line revenue up 42% to 8.3 million. Um, their 4 AI which only launched properly uh, a year and a half ago, uh, up 85%. And already, they've booked 5 million in revenue in the first two months of this year. And this is the year. This is the year, the big year. I wouldn't be surprised if they double their revenue this year for like 16, 16 million from 8 million. Because um, I was chatting to Ian, he said, now advertisers are really taking it seriously. They realize by the end of this year, they won't be able to target people as effectively as they could do with third-party cookies. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's a vast... Uh, a vast sort of uh, you know area, spend-wise, it's huge. It's there's no and big have sector that is Just
1: just in terms of competitor, yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, is the Services, thing. just just to understand why are they so good? Like,
2: yeah, like they now sort of um, they've now been integrated on all sort of big sort of supply side programmatic platforms. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example. So. They were paid against a Google rival. Google put, you know, give actual AI's. A couple of these around, but they they specialize in in more visual TV. So they they can scan, for example, let's say that, um, you know a company want to advertise on YouTube. They think which channels we put it on. Their 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 4D AI can scan the content of a video and scan another one, or another one, another, and they'll say this one is the best one to advertise on. But they run a test. Uh, both them. And Google's solution for Renault, so Renault, huge brand in a massive global Mm -hmm. brand, Uh, they outperformed Google's um, solution by 131% on click-throughs and 131% on views, 151% on click-throughs, so they've beaten Google's solution. And they offer, they'll be taken out. They will, it's, one of those, it's one of these companies, you know, in Britain, it's quite good at tech, you know. There's a lot more money going to tech in the USA than the UK. But even so, Britain punches above its weight in tech. More is spent here you know, investing in tech than any of the European country. And I think this is one of the darlings. I think it'll be so impressive going forward. This is just a start, like I say, this growth in this revenue is the start of a literally huge wedge where digital advertisers, need to find solutions to get return on their investment. You know, most people's business models runs off advertising on the internet. If they can't do it effectively, what are they going to do? So that's a huge solution. And I think, look into it, put it on your watch list, Vadim. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I've been excited about stocks in the of them have worked out something they have. This the validation for me is the clients they have, huge clients, massive global clients, yeah. and Mars, and Heineken, yeah. and uh, Renault, all these kind of people, yeah. and, and also just the revenue growth, that together. Yeah, the ramp up is, it yeah. seems
1: in the ramp up phase, and it's always hard to buy a stock that's up. I mean, it's probably, it's charts like this right now, right?
2: The, the it was, it chart. was, I mean, yeah. it, it will come off a bit on results. It's, you know, you get these results where our liquidity events for some, you know, who are sitting on the stock, because it's coming down, I think it's now based back at IPO price, basically. Well, wait, this you is see, what's it,
1: interesting, actually. If, can you put the chart up? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. It, it's actually these moments sometimes provide yeah, an entry yeah. point to a good yeah, story. Yeah, I oh, yeah. you know so mean?
2: Let me just go over this. Uh, yeah. I've got something on the screen I will show well, there's nothing. Uh, so here we are. This is the chart. It IPO'd back here in uh, obviously the bull market, July 2021. And what level was that? So I can't see my head in the way. At uh, pretty much uh, 30 or 30, 280. And so it come down all the way down to sort of um, 20 pence here. I had Ian on the podcast back here, and I thought I like this company, Data. As we all know, data is been more important. The people who pass as the new oil, pretty much. And I think it's even more important than that because, you know, it's about everyone. Uh, but it came down here, obviously, the beer market's selling off. Now, it was burning a lot of cash down here because they were developing this 4D AI, which is very scalable because it's basically tech that sits on platforms. Uh, but once it's been built. Now, uh, the good thing is here, if you look at the results, um, let me just get the results out. The costs have gone down 10%. And, and they're going to be they're closer profitable now. They're almost at the EBITDA profitability. And the revenue's gone up by 42%. So it's yeah. okay if you see a company, for example, if their losses have gone up by 50% and their revenue's gone up by 40%, that's no yeah. good. Yeah. But this, the costs have gone down 10% and their revenue's gone up 42%. And I do honestly think it's the start. But look, today we've had a... In fact, it's coming back a bit. Today, look at that. It dropped by 30% at one point. But I don't think people understand. It, within the first two months, they've done eighty percent of last year's revenue, and this is the pivotal year. It's massive, and I think, I, I think they'll probably do even more than that in the next two months, about five minutes, Because
1: I think, a- Justin, I think definitely agree with you that the, this this is one of these stocks where the revenue is starting to genuinely ramp up, and the order book is strong, and they're doing you know whatever, like you said, last year's revenues in the first two months. It is a very interesting time to be investing. I think what's difficult is yeah. you've got that 20p to 170p rally, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's really difficult to follow into, right? So the, the best time to take entry points is like the stock decline today, right? You said maybe results were slightly built behind the expectations and that's tipped the stock down. Anyone no, they're 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 this, work is is now yeah, is the time to be looking at yeah, stocks. Like yeah, that.
2: yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. they weren't behind expectations. All it was is that it's like I said, it's it's been the best performer on AIM, and when you, you're right, when you have that. You, first of all, you may have people up here who took part in the IPO who were still underwater, you know, and it's they, they're back now, or the half, half their lost maybe, or they're down here, and you get, you know, final results are a liquidity event or trading updates are a liquidity event for some of these people. It went down 30%, but it's getting bought up, which is quite nice, and I think it may have to go sideways for a while. But I, you know, and these things, they are, I mean, they are quite a newish company. But I just think the validation is there, is the clients they have, the revenue growth they have, the space they're in is very exciting. Yeah. And they seemingly have the best product out there for a small company. And said, I said, I did say to Ian, how are you? You know, signing up these massive clients. They've done work with like Channel Four. Um, so, uh, in fact, if you look at their roster of clients, they are massive. And I said, how are you working? He says, well, it's, a, it's basically our reputation, but also, you know, we work hard. Uh, we're also on some of the biggest uh, demand side and supply side platforms, you know, in the world. Um, so that helps. And you can't get on those platforms unless you have a product that's going to work. You know, yeah. so um, so and, and yeah, and they're, they're all sort of ad tech people. But I, I you know. There's going to be volatility, absolutely, but I think it's one for the watch list. Just keep an eye on it, Vadim, and I think, literally, if they carry on the way they are, I think in a couple of years' time, it'll be way, way, way above the hip. In fact, they're mostly now, 50% of their stuff is done in America, which is the biggest advertising market in the world, and I think they, you know, eventually, this will probably get taken out by an American company because uh, there's lots of... Um, advertising companies out there without that tech they need this tech you know and uh it's america think, it, just, it just shot up
1: on those results but in yeah, yeah, no, look look I, I, the last the last question I i'm have, so enthusiastic about them i, I can <laughs> see that i can see that but the one last question just for for today's purpose is what yeah. is the uh price to multiple what is the what are the multiples what's the sales? yeah so, so the, 8 they are, market cap is what
2: yeah eight million and 25 so three times sales um okay, there'll be there'll not. be about i'll say less than two times on this year's sales pretty much so, yeah, see, that's
1: not but, crazy. That is that's not, crazy not crazy. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a, not, that's not even a growth company valuation. Yeah, exactly. In
2: America or in a bull market, I mean, five times sales. Because yeah, yeah. they are, once they, they're, 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 you know, gross margins are like 70, 80%. So yeah. once they, once it starts dropping through and they get certain volume, they'll be very profitable. And, yeah. um, yeah, the margins are good. Joe, it's not a lot I don't like about this company. Uh, I, I generally think, you know, when you're looking at companies and you can, this can be a real portfolio transformer. And I think over the next few years, if they continue doing what they've done and if they're starting out, I think it could be amazing. And I'm really... So listen, everyone, get caught up enthusiastically. Don't just blindly jump in, do some research, be very cl- critical, be objective, you know, um, manage your portfolio with expectations, but please do some research on it and look at the market a whole. It's huge. digital advertising market. It's been growing every year for like 10 years, 20 years. It hasn't even slowed down in the last two years. It's still growing. And like I said, it's, it's now 700 billion spend. And it's going, I mean, how many, how many markets do you, I mean, you, you work in, in an area where you know about market sizes, where you look at, say, cancer treatment, all that, 700 billion going to a trillion before 2030. That's big, isn't it? You know? Yeah, these are
1: big, that's a big market. But, no. yeah. yeah. yeah, So, so it you, makes know, you know the old saying, it's all about addressable, direct addressable
2: market. Yes, it, it's a total addressable market, yes. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. yeah. The, the good thing is, it's like... There was a company before called Bidstap. They're very niche, really, games, advertising games. I thought that that could have been, you know, a, a goodie. But you realise it was quite niche because there was only... They did natural advertising within games, but it only suited games that had natural advertising boards like football games or yeah. rally games. And so mm-hmm. they're very limited. And Then they, again, was, then, they, then the gatekeepers to that were obviously the game owners. This is different. This yeah. is a huge, massive market for advertising. There's no yeah. gatekeepers. People want to return on their advertising. You know, it, come the end of this year... Digital advertisers will want to get the same return on their advertising they did before the third-party cookie was deprecated. And now it's gone, they can't. But they can if they find, you know, silver service. Because so, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's an excellent solution, I think. To, in, in, in to, to your credit, Justin,
1: I have to say, you have been speaking about this one for this whole rally. So uh, yeah. you, I think yeah. you mentioned yeah. it to me a year ago and we've been mm. talking about it. Um, I think, you know, it's a... That yeah, was, I know. That was yeah. a good yeah. pick, I have to yeah. say. It's yeah. a very good pick.
2: Yeah, I often, some people often say to me, oh, well, it's normally trolls who've lost money because they've bought in, not researched. I hate that. Trolls never take responsibility for their own money. They, 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 and they, they just follow me forever. So well, hang on, my investment, if I have suggested the company it's gone down, and I've lost money as well, you know, I don't want to lose money on any stock. I want them all to do well. But, um... Listen, and, and sometimes we, we jump, you jump out of that. I will put stop losses in, com- in the company. If it goes wrong, I'm out. That's it. I'm not a whole sitting hold forever, yeah. sitting on a loss yeah. getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Now, if it goes well, I'm in for as long as it goes well. I, I, I'll continue to hold. Like I said, I've held this for quite a while now, um, and I'll continue to hold as long as it goes up, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm in profit in it, and uh, I've got stop-losses quite a bit lower than this, so it's, it's fine. I mean, uh, even today, uh, um, you know, I think the next stop-loss is down at, uh, I think... It's, 120s or something so I'm quite safe so um, and that's not all my holding; it's a little chunk of it is all so um, that's the way I, I, I work it but I mean yeah as long as companies perform I will hold them forever you know it's not about time frame for me it's about the performance and like I said to someone if you can make 40% in a month or in two years what would you prefer to do and so you know, so it's not about saying investing, trading; it's about making money, or not losing money. That's the key key thing: yeah. not losing money, and yeah. then hopefully making money. Anyway, um, but any, I've taken up enough of this uh, podcast. It's all about you, really. Um, and yeah. it's all about me so far. But uh, no, no, no. So, I mean, look, look, a good pick
1: is a good pick, and it doesn't matter. You, you and I, we discuss you know many stocks outside of healthcare. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not only maybe I'm overly invested in healthcare, and that's part of the problem. Uh, but uh, no, certainly have been diversifying over the last few years a lot. So it's great to talk about these picks because you know we I still yeah. like small companies. You
2: know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now, um, t- talk about Hemo. You did a, a fundraise. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So we at SP Angel did a fundraise for Hemogenics. Uh, the ticker is H E M O. And it it, it was quite a good result i have to say the company now um can move into clinical trials uh this is you know basically the 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 the, let me tell you about the company first yeah and we have talked about this one before but maybe not as much as uh, as as we would have liked to this company is kind of coming out of the the dark if you like companies that move into clinical uh in to become clinical uh companies clinical stage companies um Preclinical companies often do a lot of different things, right? So they're doing research on this project or on that project, and you know it's always hard to say what real progress is in pre, you know, at the preclinical stage. So this is like animal modeling, you know, in vitro modeling, in silico modeling, all of that kind of modeling goes on preclinically, but it's always difficult to say well what is substantial progress because they're all all of these companies are in very specialist fields and uh, the outcomes of their work are very esoteric. So you really need to know what's going on and follow the story closely to know whether there is truly progress. That's why a big milestone for a company is to become a clinical stage company because Mm -hmm. one of their programs eventually gets into clinic and then you can really start measuring how that progress is going because you get clinical inhuman data. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what's happened here with this business. They're now they've been recently uh, approved by the FDA and it was a hard path. I, I, you know, I understand their submission to the FDA. It's called an IND. Um, you submit to the FDA to be able to get permission to commence clinical trials using your product. Okay. Mm -hmm. Without that permission, you can't even put it into humans. Okay. So they just recently, this is about a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, received their uh, approval from the FDA to start their clinical trials for their first phase one, which moves them for the first time into clinic. And that's a big milestone for the business. So that's the spike you see there. Okay. Yeah. we'll talk about the therapy but what we just recently did is we did a placing that permits them to move forward with that uh, with uh, commencing uh, you know on that pathway for the first clinical trial what they're doing it on is is the interesting area that they're in and this is why I think it's attracting a lot of attention this this company I mean first of all it's very liquid uh, it's uh, about a 28 million market cap business yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the raise we did was about four for just over four million dollars um, the area they're in is an area called CAR T therapy. Okay, and you may have heard of this space. It's it's a in the area of oncology. It's it's the one of the most cutting edge areas of immuno oncology. So what you're doing essentially is taking cells out of a person who's yeah. suffering from a you know a type of cancer. In this particular instance, it's AML. It's a leukemia. Um, you modify the cell to recognize can- the, the cancer. You amplify those cells in your own lab, which hemogenics does in their own lab. And then you put the, the you know, the, the new amplified cell line yeah. back into the, the patient.
2: It's a charged cell,
1: yeah. Yeah. It recognizes the cancer and it kills the cancer. That's the promise of CAR-T therapies, okay? Mm-hmm. The thing about CAR-T therapies is that they have been very successful in certain patients. They've been curative, okay? Yeah. So meaning they've, you know, there's patients that, are, that have lived over five years post-CAR-T therapies from clinical trials done five years ago, basically. Uh, there are currently six CAR-T therapies approved, um, and one of them, a uh, Novartis-based uh, therapy, was approved on 63 patients alone, okay? Wow. So this isn't something that needs to go on forever into phase three trials, take 10 more years. The beauty of this area, and this is why I think Humogenics is on the cusp of something, is that you only need a small sample of patients to yeah. in which this works. You obviously have to be safe you know that's the number one thing with CAR-T therapies that's why the FDA was so strict with them and but now that the FDA has allowed them that's a major box tick. once you've demonstrated safety if you show any kind of signal of efficacy in this indication in any oncology indication but in, in this one in particular you don't need thousands of patients you need you know dozens of patients and you're likely to get some form of an approval so that's the big play here um you know the fda is i i wouldn't call it lenient it's not a question of leniency it's a question of medical need so if this car t therapy works in clinic you know or shows a signal of of working it doesn't have to work perfectly it just has to work you know uh, show a difference to standard of care then this could be a you have a drug basically again yeah yeah
2: and 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 even from an investing point of view now like i said you know pre-revenue i I always keep saying this um you know on the webinar my investment club but you know when when you're looking at a loss making stock you think how much money do they have how long will it last? Yeah. So after a placing, you get some churn. You get some people churning and selling straight away. You know, you give it a few weeks, and if you like the company, you've done research. It's a very good time to buy because you've got that cash runway where news will be delivered and the share price will tend to rise. You know, yes. and and,
1: and uh, yeah, and so that's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. Before a placing, when you know you're nearing the end of a runway, that's the worst time to buy because you know the company. You know, it's all visible to everyone. You can yeah. back out looking at any company's P and L and you know cash flow balance sheet. Yeah where they're at in cash and so you're absolutely correct and that's why i'm bringing it up today it's more for investors as a whole this is a good time you get a, you generally get a good price and you know you've got cash runway you know yeah yeah, yeah. you have to do your work on whether you you know you can pallet the risk of this it's high risk stuff without question this is you know these are cell-based therapies they're probably the most (laughs) riskiest end of uh, of biotech Uh, but that's why you know you get the returns yeah yeah
2: I would let the. I mean, because so the share price after a placing can be a bit sort of volatile, a bump on the bottom there, but um, it's 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 almost let it settle down so it doesn't drop any further, and yeah. you will tend to see this, um, you know, like I said, like almost a flat line like this for a little bit, and then uh, you know if you think it's not going to go lower, you could put stop loss in twenty percent down, for example. Yeah. Uh, but then um, just wait, and uh, some news will come out, and if you look at how often they release news, and any bit of news, you know, like I said when you get uh, I, I talk about this a lot but you know and i don't mean down stocks when i say this i talk about hope high potential stocks and what i mean by that is they're they're loss making but they have a very good story yeah uh, but they have to uh, and it's not just based on you know fantasy the story could be very big yeah uh, and you know I, I think first of all you have to look at you know how much cash they have how long will it last mm-hmm. and secondly if they have the cash that can allow the story to flourish if if the story is about cash the story can't flourish, you know? And so oh, exactly. it's, 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 it's and, and now they have cash. So it's like the story can flourish a bit. And so that of course yeah. the share points. Up. So it's almost like, say, if, you know, and I always believe you should have, you know, um, you know, one or two of these depends how big your portfolio is, but you know, at least one of these hope by potential stocks in your portfolio because they can really make a big difference. You don't have to take a big stock because, like I said, yeah. this you know, if you look at that where this has gone before, you know, it, yeah. it's gone from one point six to fourteen pence. It's yeah. like a ten bagger
1: in in in, 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 in literally a few weeks. And, and then you'll make the those spikes. Like, I mean, look how the shares spike. If you pull out yeah. the chart, you see those spikes. You yeah, see well, them. look at that. I mean, you know, yeah.
2: 6, 6.3 pence are closed at in February. In, uh, yeah, in exactly. well, February. 9th of February, that was. Yeah. Exactly. So you can see the kind of level. So, I mean, those kind of things, you obviously, the way to play that is just, once it's got cash, is is, is, is sit there. Don't, the thing is, the story could play out, mm-hmm. but don't believe completely the story will play out. That's the way to play because... If you have a rise of that and you double your money, put a stop loss in. You know, even if you just cover off your your your. Yeah, your strategy investment. is excellent. Yeah, yeah. You have a yeah, trailing yeah. stop loss
1: on your on your yeah, order.
2: No, well, I don't have trading, but I do move them. I, I check them on a regular basis. I mean, yeah, yeah, normally yeah. it depends how volatile the company is, but normally I will check them at the end of the week. But I've got stop loss in, just adjust them a bit. Yeah. But, um, but coming to like that, if you shoot up like that and you double your money, don't first of all don't believe that it will go ten bags straight away or whatever. Just think about risk. What have I got to lose here? So you can't lose if you, if you, if you literally put a stop loss in and you can't lose, you know, then that's it. You you can only have upside or break even. So it's perfect. I mean, mean, look at some of the rise on that. That that was a phenomenal rise there. It literally went from, it went from one pence. Yeah. And uh, it came out, look at that, look how volatile that was, though. Yeah, was just, I mean, that, that that, yeah, I look mean, at the volatility,
1: it's true, exactly. It went
2: I mean, from one pence to, to, uh, to, to 10, it's a 10-bagger, ten, ten came back down to five pence, yeah. went back up to 14. Most people would have sold there, I suppose, but gone come back up, but that was an amazing run. But um, no, I'm quite interested in that. Uh, in fact, you know what, it's, it, it, it's a good placing, actually. made a decent amount of money at uh, two pence. Like I said, it's now below that. And um, what's interesting, I don't know if you saw a vector, I've talked about this a lot of people. I don't want to diss a but you know it looks like it's doing good things. But I also think for these kind of companies, you should be looking sub thirty million market cap, sub twenty even sometimes. They really get that sort of you know sub thirty. You want to level, have that debt. Yeah. You want to capture that
1: ten times return. Yeah. you wanted yeah. the ten times return to be priced in already. I mean, I totally yeah, agree. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. A, a for
2: example, that, vector, yeah. For example, I think before this. Placing, it was close to 400 million market. Exactly, I mean- It's, it's phase wow. one clinical trials. The story Correct. has taken off already, you know, the whole thing, and so- Exactly, yeah. and look, again,
1: nothing, I, I like the ABACTA story. I like the management team. and It's more the pricing. It's exactly yeah. that. That's the precise problem. When you have other good stories, like we're just presented one, you know, hemogenics, you know, that is where, the, where all the upside hasn't been captured yet that's how you have to compare these companies, you know what I mean? So there's two phase one companies, one's 150 million, I I think the deal was done at 130, and one's done at uh, 28 million, you know? And Mm -hmm. arguably CAR-T is a more interesting and hotter sector, you know, with multi-billion dollar deals being done. That's the other thing about the CAR-T hemogenics is that area is just taken off. There was an IPO of a company called Kyverna in the US, phase two asset, CAR-T therapy, 360 million raised on, you know, a billion-dollar market cap. Um, another company called uh, Gracell or Gracell was taken out by AstraZeneca in December of 2023. $1.2 billion takeout for a phase 1B trial, CAR-T therapy. Wow! So you can see, you know, the upside potential for hemogenics that's entering phase one, right? They're not that far behind these other big deals, you know, mm. entering phase one. Um, you're getting in at 28 million today, let's say roughly. And, you know, if you compare that to getting in at 130 million for another phase one company.
2: Yeah, it's just mass, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just mass. Yeah. I mean, you, the bigger the company is you know, every time a company doubles, it gets twice as hard to double pretty much. Yeah. And That's so exactly. when, you, when, you, when you're when you seeing a potential upside like that in, in, like I said, like hemogenics, and like I said, it's still 30 million. I yeah. could get the 300 million well, with no sweat, <laughs> you know, I mean, if it, if, if they've released the right news. Yeah. Um, but when you are at 300 million already, you know, literally, Going to three billion, that's very. you going to have to Far be generating lots of cash and revenue then. By that, that period, you know. So there's very few companies at that level. And they, I mean, look around the UK market. How many companies can you see that are valued in the billions that have no yeah. revenue or a lot, and hugely lots of Not many, you know. So exactly. I saw a lot of people married to the story of a fact, and I said, never get married to the story. It, research the company and like what they're doing. Yeah. But never just think it's going to work out. Always think yeah. risk first, not yeah. reward first. And I, I think that's why a lot of private investors tend to lose money. They think reward first. Not risk, and they yeah. start piling because they think in reward. They, 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 they'll start off with a sensible amount of exposure, and they think, oh, "I put say a thousand pound in that. That's all right. That's fine." And in fact, if it's going to be a ten bagger, that'll be ten grand. If I put ten grand in, I get a hundred grand. Now, that ten grand may be all in their portfolio, and using in. Why are you doing that? No, you should think of risk first. What if it goes completely wrong? You know, you're going to lose 10 grand. You're going to lose all your money. Now, if you'd only kept with a 1,000 pound and you, it went completely wrong, you'd only lost a 1,000 pound, 10% of your portfolio, rather than all yeah. of it. So yeah. think on the risk side first. And if it starts going in the right direction, you can always average up and put some stop losses in. But, yeah. I mean, never, you know. So, you know, I like uh, hemogenics. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was. I don't know if you read it today. There was some, um, I mean... I saw people sort of, you know, there's a huge amount of people, you know, fans there our and there, and almost an echo chamber of fandom believing mm-hmm. it's going to play out. still a high-risk company, you know. They mm-hmm. like said said, clinical phase one, the chances that we talked about that last week, getting through to commercialization you know, are against odds, uh, but they completely believed in it. And, and because of that, it's almost like they're removed from any kind of reality on risk management. And I think, don't do that. It's about your money. It's not about the story. It's about your portfolio value. It's yeah. about making money and not losing that money. Yeah. Um, but have uh, you see the update from PlayerIn today? The yeah, another update. one worth
1: talking yeah. about, definitely. Um, so it's kind of an update, but at least we know where they are. Um, yeah, you know, I it, was
2: actually. It pled- didn't help the share price. <laughs> they, yeah, they it so, fundraising.
1: So it, it never helps to say we need <laughs> money at uh, this yeah, level, yeah. and you know that that money pathway is pretty steep, right? It's I, I can't remember the exact details. It, it's there in the announcement if you bring it up, but it's like yeah. ten million now or in the next. They've st- got
2: a bit backing for some of it. I've if it, This is um. They, they did say. They um, have two key,
1: two shareholders that said they. So look. Basically, what they said is they have money now with strict cost controls. I think till the end of this year, which is good, yeah. which is positive. Um, they have two key shareholders that are that have expressed that they will back them to the tune of almost half the capital requirement. So that's Newcam and um, Brac- uh, uh, Gracco. I think is the name of the company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Br- so those Braco, those two. It. Those two have said they'll do roughly five million. There it is, two and a half to plus yeah. two, so four and a half million out of the ten requirement. Um, mm. You know, and so there's a there's a shortfall of about five million, and they'll you know I'm pretty sure they'll find it. Quite frankly,
2: they, 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 they say that uh, Majesty's revenue and customs will stump up two and a half million. Apparently, uh, enterprise investment scheme. Hopefully, uh, the taxpayer is going to stump up for that. So they got, yeah, I think if they got literally half it done, pretty much with major shareholders.
1: Yeah, then I think they'll good. get there. So I'm, yeah. I'm but but I have to say overall, I'm yes, the shares are down. But it's starting to look different now. So, you know, there was there was a little bit of lack of direction and nobody really knew what was going on. Now yeah. it's pretty clear. What I also like from this announcement is kind of the revenue pathway. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean they, they, sure- do
2: you know what? Yeah. I, I did think about this. I thought, I like that. Then I thought, hang on a sec. These are just you know, what they yeah. hope to achieve. It's, a nice, it's nice that they're putting it in there. Yeah, then yeah. They may get nowhere near that. But the fact Absolutely. is uh, that they, they are looking at, you know, a ramp up to um, the end of 2024, revenue, two, three million dollars, um, could be less than one million. End of 2025, they're saying five to six million. And then 2026 profitable at 25 to 30 million revenue. And then 28 projected So, so yeah, look look revenue.
1: at the big, you know, subject to post gas exchange FDA approval. So that means doing another clinical trial and getting gas exchange as another indication, okay? Which, yeah. which is amazing if you can get it done, right? And it requires serious cash to be able to get that trial completed, right? So there, it's a catch 22, it's a classic catch 22. And it's that of all biotech or drug development businesses is that you need to get the cash to do the trial to get the result, right? So if you're, you know, we're struggling for the first 5 million way up there in your announcement, you know, it's nice to talk about what the future will look like in, you know, three, four years, five years time, but let's, let's focus on the first part of that announcement because if you think about it, you know, we're talking about getting the first ten. Let's talk about that first, and not talk about the next twenty-five. You need. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
2: yeah. To yeah. get to
1: the billion three hundred, or oh, sorry, twenty-five million dollars in sales, right? So, mm. you know, one step at a time, as far as I'm concerned. But the first step is nice, and that's and that's what I that's what's a, a kind of breath of fresh air here. Is it's being very explicit about what the what what they need and what they're able to achieve in the me- short to medium term. And mm-hmm. it's not that hard, I think. Well, sorry, it's hard work for the company, but it's not totally crazy what they're aiming to achieve. You know, two to three million in sales this year would be a real nice to, de- it would be really nice for the company to demonstrate that. And that would make, I think, 5 million the next year, far yeah, more-
2: five revenue. to six is saying, uh,
1: yeah. Five to six. So that, that revenue trajectory, I think would be very welcome by the markets. And at some point you look at this and you say, well, where's the price? Oh, it's getting really cheap. Okay. 11, now, it's 11 million now, no, do you I, want to- after, do you, well, sorry, in fact, no. it's less
2: than that. I think it's less, less than that now. I mean, after today's drop, I think it's less than 11 million, it's 20% down, so it's a sub 10 million. Yeah. Um, no. Now, if they do achieve that, that's the thing. To me, again, if they land the cash, that's very good. This is a Q2. So I think, If you think about taking, if you believe the story in this, I do like the technology here. um, Let's get the financing done. If they get the financing done, absolutely, very difficult to invest
1: as a as a personal as a you know PA punting. Mm -hmm. You're not going to invest right before the company just said they need five million more. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not going to be done at a premium, right? It's like look at the pricing on Avakta. You know, it's just that of course there's going to be a pricing discount to get to get the financing done right so you know and there might be other options and that's fine all that is good okay to me what's yeah. most important though is that once that's out of the way the pathway now is far more established and clear it's very clear this at uh, this statement and i think yeah. that could be really interesting as an investment at that time
2: right yeah 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 well you know, well, do you know what? there's two inflection points here i see so if they get the funding done you may want to take it, you know, if, you, if, if, if the share price has shrunk so much and they go want <laughs> a 5 million market cap, so they've got 10 million added on top of that, it's 15 million market cap pretty much. If they get that done, first of all, that's a good sign. they got a bit of a runway then. And yeah. then the next goal, if they achieve that 2, 3 million, if they don't, it may fall over again. But if they yes. achieve that 2, 3 million yeah. in the first year, then that sets you up to thinking, okay, they did that. Onto the next one, and then you, you start building some momentum there. But um, it's right. taking a, right. it? it, 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 a long time, does not it? Well, <laughs> this is where, where we
1: are now. Is I mean, if you think about it, if you're trying to raise ten on the current market, um, it's starting to get become a, a you know a complete write down on for existing investors, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. that's. I think no one's denying that reality. It just is what it is now. It's where it's where they're at. However, you know, for anyone coming in new at this stage it looks like it could be good value once that money is raised, you know, or as part of the placing, you know, if someone, you know, wants to part- at some point participates in a placing that's, it might be an interesting, a price entry point, but more importantly, the risk reward, right? It's all about risk reward. If you're coming in at a really low price or a good value on two to 3 million revenue forecast for this year. Well, the flip side of that is, is that really hard to achieve for a company that's just, you know, three, what are we, two months now going on to third, the third month into the year? They have some visibility on the revenues, right? They, they must, yeah. they didn't just come up with two and two to three, I'd, I'd like to think so, out of thin air. So I'm, yeah. I'd like to think that that's achievable and five to six is not a huge ask. If you've achieved two to three, so there is yeah. some traction there, and they've explained how they would get there, right? They they explained the number of machines and how many scans yeah. per week. You know, it, it's my point is it looks like it's doable, so it might just be um, an interesting time. Anyways, one to watch. It's one I'm going to be watching, uh, yeah, to see, to see you know how this all plays out. I've yes. always liked Polaris Technology. Yeah. yeah, I still do. I still do.
2: Yeah and, and the thing is like I said Richard Ward first of all the reason why it's because it's, it's dropped off a cliff here it, 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 it don't jump in here because there's, there's it's guaranteed a guarantee to raise 5 million fine so it's a slim chance you know they are going to have money but never you know always look at worst case scenario so if I put my money in now what the they don't raise the money i mean we've seen many companies go to the wall on AIM that's the worst case scenario yeah. so if you you know and then you think okay back that off maybe they're going to raise 5 million but if they only raise 5 million there'll be disappointment you know so uh, and if they raise 10 million that's going to it share. so wait until that's done wait yeah. until that's out the way because that's right, yeah. there it's a stumbling block
1: 100% yeah. I can't you can't say otherwise that's a no yeah. brainer I totally yeah. agree you need to see them get recapitalized. it's like we keep saying you know mm. you wait for the placing to happen like in hemogenics you know the placing's how can they, they have the cash runway now? Now you decide whether, you know, you want to pallet the risk, but at least you've got the funding requirement off the table as a risk. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean I, you know, with the back there, it was, it was awful because I, 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 there were people saying the placing will world a the premium. I think people were fans of the company. I thought, that doesn't happen. It generally doesn't happen. It's like, you know, loss-making companies in this market. I, I, the good thing is about Polarium, by the way, and the hemogenics is once they get the funding done, I assume the next time they'll raise, the markets will be a bit more forgiving because obviously we're going to see interest rates coming down and uh, maybe that will provide a bit more liquidity. Maybe we'll head towards and back into a bull market. And so, of course, raising money should be a lot easier in yeah. that environment. So we've yeah. always got a bit of time on our hands. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's rumors here. It's, look at that. I mean, there's that level here at sort of, you know, a quid, it kept bouncing off all the time. Yeah. And then... You know, I always say never trade the bottom of a range because it can break lower. You're better off break it buying the breakout and then put a stop loss in because at least you think then it's gonna break higher. Yeah. But like I say, yeah, it went from a pound and the rumors of seventy five pence placing, and it came in last night R and S at fifty pence that oh, that is a a real gut punch and uh, for investors who well, I know uh I know sort of topping up here beyond a pound and all that stuff. That, oh my word. So yeah. um yeah, it is awful, awful, but um again, I hope. Well, I know some people put way too much money in it. That's a sad thing. And I mean, you know, please think of, when you invest, think of the risk first, not the reward. And that way, you never really get into big trouble. When you think of the reward, you don't think of what you're going to lose. And, um, and sometimes that happens in investing. I know too well there's a, I've done that. You know, I had a big chunk in Polarian and I didn't oh, well, take. We, it. I we all know any, that too yeah, well. yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You remember I didn't take my, any off. Inf-
2: bought, yeah, yeah, look at that. My infamous
1: allergy therapeutics investment, but well, that yeah. one went. Well, that yeah. one went real well. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've, we've all We've all. It's the nature. We have to diversify. You have to take buttons, uh, but you're you have to be prepared. And that's your, to your point. You have to be prepared to take a complete loss on some of them. You know? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. And and and, and when like I said, when you think like that. Then you tend not to go crazy. Exactly. Um, on yeah, any one as you point. Should. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not a player. I, I was buying a player, I think it was 17 pence originally. I think yeah. I average up. So my average was round about, I think, uh, 30, 40 pence. But then that, that down day, that day there, where it just I didn't sell sort of away. First of all, I couldn't sell because I had too much and everyone was selling. And so I did wait for the bounce. I think I sold on the third day. So I did get back I when I got back here 42 I was literally I think I was literally just a little bit underwater. In fact, when it really gapped down in here, I was underwater at 35 pence. So my average run right about that level. Um but then it, it rallied by 100 percent the next few days, and I, I got out to this level because I mean, I didn't try and get out here because I got I made a loss, but I made a little bit of profit. But I mean, I should never have had that much money in there because I did really well from thirty pence. side, so really rallying hard, and I should have just put some stop losses in, even when the pullbacks happened, like you know, down here or down here, I taking some off.
1: Yeah, um, I don't you know, think like, I don't think the stop loss would have worked on that big drop. That was the CRL. Day.
2: Another big drop, no, because negative. but but. Yeah. But for example... No, no, but you're right. But earlier on, earlier on was the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so go, I, I tend to, my, my initial if I my initial one, if I'm quite a bit, I'll put a, yeah. you know, a, a new high, I'll put an initial stop loss in to take a little chunk out at like 20% yeah. below that high. And uh, so, you know, a couple of times it went 30% down. And even this, I think it went 30% down here. And in fact, yeah, it did sort of drop down here, didn't it, before the day. And um yeah, it's quite volatile, but it's just having – it did take up an, a, a big chunk of my portfolio as well, which I I, you know, I should have addressed, and I didn't, because I believe the story. Yeah. I really believe the story that this is going to the moon. We all and, watched uh, it go
1: to 110p, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I, I, like you, I, I, I took uh, half – we discussed this, I think, over the years, literally over the years we've been following this talk – I took half off the table on the, that spike downwards – I, I didn't get out at anywhere near 110p. I think I got out just above 50p um, yeah. on the CRL. It was, you know, just a rule I've, I've learned from previous um, v- drug development yeah. uh, fiascos is that when you get a, a no from the FDA, I've just made it a rule, at least take some money off the table because it's it's just, it's always going to be some turbulence yeah. afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still yeah. like the story, kept the other half. Uh, but, you know, wish I sold the whole thing at that time. You know what I mean? Uh, having seen it go to 110, it was heartbreaking to get out at around 50, 50 levels, right? Because you've yeah. just seen it half. But then hindsight is 2020. 20. Had I sold it all then, that would have been a brilliant investment. I didn't. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I kept half all the way down. Uh, yeah. So yeah, now is, uh, you know, I got out, at, I think at 9p, capitulated finally on the other half. All in all, when you blend to average, it's... it's okay outcome but mm-hmm. when you see it go to 110 you know you're, to your point it's very important i think to put like some rigor in the exit mm. strategy and that yeah. exit strategy rigor if it is some and you know trailing stop losses are brilliant yeah, i don't yeah, yeah. i wish i did it more often and in fact i should apply that more my my only issue with stop losses in small cap aim companies is that they don't tend to work when they gap trade no so, they
2: don't that's you know, they, yeah, they just exactly.
1: smash right I'm, I'm, through I'm, your stop that's the problem no, but, but they yeah. do work like you were saying on those few other rallies where yeah. they where they came off slowly then that would have worked, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and another thing is, like you say, when when you in in when you I and mean, smaller caps, that the only you know, another way of literally protecting yourself is just go smaller. You know, don't hold massive positions. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's right. Because yeah. uh, that'll protect you a, a little bit. Like, said, so I had way, I mean, it's getting to the stage where it was a, a big, you know, decent chunk of my buffer, by far the biggest stock, and yeah. I was sitting on a big profit, and literally that was greed and just lack of portfolio management that uh, cost me that. I mean, I go out at a little profit but no, in the end of course what it would have been <laughs> so it was gutting I remember the day it happened and it was like a, a punch in the stomach and it was, yeah. it was awful oh my word and I just seeing the portfolio value drop massively and I was I just overexposed pretty much um, cool stuff know the um, feeling I know yeah, the feeling exactly, yeah. exactly never again I say that <laughs> uh, <laughs> lovely stuff you, and thanks for that speaking next week excellent thanks Justin
1: The Share Pickers Podcast with
2: Justin Waite. The content of this podcast is not intended as investment advice. It is for information purposes only. People in this podcast may hold positions in the stocks they talk about. Do not buy anything based solely on a tip or recommendation. Please do your own research.
0: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need.